all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. I am Dr. Allie Brown, and I am here today with Dr. Michelle Owens. And this is Southern Remedy for Women. This is the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. We are talking today about something that affects both men and women, as we most often do, uh, because we all got feet. We have a podiatrist on today, one of our favorite guests, Dr. Stephanie Thomas from the Premier Foot Clinic. And we are going to take all your questions and comments about foot pain, plantar warts, Heel spurs, you know, plantar fasciitis, which is related to heel spurs, Dr. Owens. And we're doing it today at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Hey, Dr. Owens. Well, hey there. It's great to see you. It's always great to see you. It's foot day. It's foot day and it's Friday. Foot day Friday. Foot day Friday. We love the foot show. We love our podiatrists. We do. We love hearing about the shoe gear. Oh, yeah. I love to make quotes. We love whispering and saying she's the foot whisperer. Indeed. Right. <laughs> right. Foot whisper. Stephanie Thomas. Because she... It's you guys like, are hilarious. It's like... <laughs> It's like click and clack used to be, right? In that car show, and you could like make a sound, and they'd be like, "Oh, that's obviously your carburetor," or blah blah. They were so famous for that. Oh, you I can say, that show. "Right, you are like the like your that foot to feet." Click and clack. You'd be like, "Oh, you know, this spot on my foot has this, that," and you're like, "Well, uh, do you have occupation of a tailor?" They'd be like, "What? Yes, foot whisperer." She knows it all. Indeed. She can relate it all back. Oh gosh, Indeed. I'm sending you my chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm so so, Doctor Thomas. We are so glad to have you here. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> it's been a minute. It has. It's good to see you, though. It's Likewise. good to see you. Oh, and look, look. So we're twinsies. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. You have the exact same shoe gear on today. No, we did not eat, and we did not even like plan that. Now you know if you're wearing the same shoe as the podiatrist, you got a good shoe, dude. So here's the thing. Like I, so as I was coming to the studio this morning, I had this. I like was reflecting on. You know, now we've been doing this for years, and um, Dr. Thomas was one of the first um, guests that I had on the show when we first started way back when. And so I had this like thought about how we first how we met because I just rando cold called her and she kind of entertained me. <laughs> but it's funny because you think about like the imp- the impact that people can have on your life. And I was thinking this as we were riding to the studio. I I thought about what I had on my feet today and I am so proud of you. I know. Anyway, and uh, and I thought my 
interaction with Dr. Thomas has directly influenced like my lifestyle. So you changed. Life changing. Indeed. Like you changed my behavior, my foot behavior. Mm-hmm. And and I I am appreciative, although I might not be as cute as always, you know, from the ankle down. You are still cute. Uh, from the ankle down. We know still cute. the ankle up always. But ankle down <laughs> Potentially not. But um, so not always as cute, ankle down, but I do like I, I actually can tell a difference. And I do believe that my feet are healthier because of your advice. And so I just wanted to say personally, thank you Aww, so much. Feet, thank you. They do. They do. That is great. And mm-hmm. I think your shoes are cute. Well, today. these are cute today because, okay. you know, we got on the same shoes. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, so well, I'm gonna, it's true. I'll take because that. of the pandemic, and I'm sure this is probably pretty common. Maybe people used to wear more high heeled shoes and things, and people are maybe wearing them less. And I have to say that's true for myself. And now when I do wear them, man, that next day I am hurting, and I think to myself. How did I used to wear these every day? I used to wear them like every day, you know, uh, some sort of a heel or a wedge, and some of them are pretty high, and I just clopped all around in them. And now my back hurts. I get like a spasm, like where my toes mm-hmm. want to be up, you know, like um, well, we a were never, or We were never meant to walk on those. But I guess you just get used to it. Or when mm-hmm. you're younger, your feet are uh, more malleable. I don't know. I don't know. And your calves, they're, they like are much more helpful when you're doing it regularly. Because if you stop that. And then decide to hop up on those stilts again. You can definitely tell the difference. But you know, it's really interesting. So we, we, you've actually been to visit us. You know, throughout the course of this pandemic. But there's like a there are feet phenomenon. That there's a have, phenomena. Phenomenon, a foot phenomenon, maybe a single singular. How about that? Okay. A foot phenomenon as okay. a result of the um, as a result of of the pandemic, and they call it Flintstone feet. Oh, that's that's always been there. That's a real yeah, thing? but it's but it it's become a real thing because of that's like been COVID. there since the Stone Ages, <laughs> probably at least since the Flintstone, the Flintstone Ages. So what's so, the Flintstone feet? Elaborate. So so apparently it's like a flattening of your feet because people have not been wearing Flatting. shoes that have been um, supportive, et cetera, like because they've been quarantined, we've been inside, and we haven't been wearing all oh, of our other great supportive feet or whatever. making a face. Is this well, a myth? What, this is, is this what, a myth, this Dr. Is Thomas? What they, look, this has been, it's been printed it in the newspapers. So that's what yeah, they're calling it. Yeah, so that it. makes it true. Um, of course. Right. It's not on the internet. In terms in of newspaper. someone having a Flintstone <laughs> foot, and that's more of a what I would consider a splay foot, a widening of the of the forefoot, and the arch can collapse. But that happens with anyone, whether you're wearing, um, if you were wearing supportive shoes. Sadly, a lot of people don't wear supportive shoes. They're wearing the heels that you were talking about. Now, your foot can flatten as you age, as mm-hmm. you gain weight. So I don't know if these people all of a sudden got the Flintstone feet if they. Gained that it extra. might have happened anyway. I guess. Well, they're blaming yeah. it on barefoot or wearing like flip flops and stuff like that. I don't know. The foot didn't collapse. It was already coming. They may have had some Ooh. foot issues later, but I don't know if the foot collapsed. Oh. Chicken or egg, right? Well, I thought that was kind of cool. It, the it, whole concept. Well, sorry to womp womp your Flintstone foot. Well, I'm telling you, I was really like, this is the whole thing. People have been like, I got these Flintstone feet from the COVID. I would think a flip-flop might be better than a high heel, though, huh? If you had to choose your poison, different kind of bad, what is it, Doc? 
depends on what type of flip flop we're dealing with. Oh, see mm-hmm. now, do so. What if they're those? If, you know, what the if they're little, the fit flops? Those are a little bit better. But if they're the very thin, flimsy, like a, yeah, just like a yeah. the ones plank. that they do the dollar sale on every year, that everybody goes nuts over. Yeah, those aren't meant for humans. I always miss that. <laughs> sale. Meant for humans. Mm-mm. We're gonna go to the phone lines. We have a caller already. We have Mary on the line who's calling us from Biloxi. Hey, Mary. Hello. Hi. What's your question for Dr. Thomas? My my husband has his third and fourth toe on his right foot inflamed. They're, you know, swollen like little sausages, and they hurt to the touch, to the point where he doesn't want to wear any shoes, but shoes that don't bind his toes at all. Now, historically, he did have um, that right big toe fused um, probably about four or five years ago, but it doesn't appear to be related to that. And when we asked his physician about that during a regular visit, um, he just kind of shrugged his shoulders and didn't know what to do about it and didn't make any recommendations. So I wanted to see what your thoughts were. You said they were swollen and and he can't hardly put on a shoe. Does he have a history of gout? He does not have a history of gout, but he did have the osteoarthritis in his right big toe, which uh, led to it being fused. Yeah, something else is going on. Was the toe red or is it just swollen? Because you're saying They're it's red. Have, They're red. Have someone go to back to your family doctor and just ask if they can check him for gout. Okay, gout. Yep. Alrighty, or refer you to a podiatrist if that's not it, I guess. Yeah, there's there's plenty of them in your area. Okay, well I sure appreciate it. Is your clinic in the Jackson area, or is it um, in the on the Gulf Coast? It's in the Jackson area. Okay, well I sure appreciate. Thank you so much. No problem. All right, Absolutely. thanks, Mary. All right, that gout, it's a thing. And gout, a lot of times people think it's just in the big toe joint, but it actually can happen anywhere. Uh, yeah, so it's it, it, the big toe is the most common, but it can be anywhere on the foot, the ankle, the knee, the elbow. And that's the symptom. It's the joint inflammation, and it's it, it becomes exquisitely tender. Yeah, and she said it was red, and he couldn't put a shoe on, so I would have... I would have done blood work. It's on the top of the differential list, I suppose. Yes. Well, you know, I think that's well, that's why I'm so glad that you're here, Dr. Thomas, because I feel like, and I've said this before, I mean, what what do you do when your feet hurt? Um, or if you're having a foot problem, like most people will just kind of make their own independent individual adjustments but they don't really raise the concern and here we have a situation where the concern was raised to a healthcare provider and the person mm-hmm. didn't really know what to do with that information and so but if something is hurting and Dr. Thomas you've said this before your feet aren't supposed to hurt and so if they're hurting to the point that you don't want to put something on them that's something that you know don't take I don't know or don't know what else to do for an answer like keep going until you get one because there's there's definitely something that is yeah, not that's right. extreme I mean that could be altering your lifestyle in fact if you just don't even want to put on a shoe right but for all I know it could be an infection going on so yeah. I mean either way you know, if if my provider was not sure I would have asked for a referral 
yeah, yeah. To always a good else. idea yeah, yeah. as Indeed. a patients you don't have to stop you yeah know? and i mean doctors don't know everything but That's they true. know a lot of people who know other things besides what they know so you know it's really sometimes a good thing to just phone a friend or say mm, that's not really what I do but I can get you to somebody who who might be able to help you Absolutely. that that was a meta moment right there the number is one eight seven seven MPB ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four call us with any questions or comments you might have today about foot feet Foot ankle, feet. you know, all sorts of good stuff. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Allie Brown, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Michelle Owens, and our special guest this week, Dr. Stephanie Thomas, who is a doctor of podiatric medicine, a a DPM. So the foot whisperer is here. Podiatrists stay busy in the state of Mississippi. A lot of people have issues with their feet. There's a lot of diabetes and obesity and all sorts of things. Active people running around, all sorts of reasons that your feet might be giving you trouble. Yeah, well, you can tell how busy she stays by how busy these phone lines are right now. If you happen to be calling and you get a busy signal, um, just call back and maybe you'll get in. That was amazing. a long, long line. That was amazing. We're going (laughs) to go to the phone lines because they are busy. And we're going to talk to Bob, who's calling us from Hattiesburg. Hey, Bob. Hi, how are you? I, I've got a question that pertains to men and women. I know my wife has had this now and then. But what do you do about a uh, toenail on a, on a big toe that, that recedes from the toe bed on one side? Do you clip that back or do you just let it be or, or what? It, it um, you know, it, is it, is it? indication of something wrong or does that just happen sometimes is it on you and your wife because you said it happens to both no i i've i've it, off and on i've had i've had it right okay now. are you a runner no okay is the nail discolored or thick or anything no it just recedes it just kind of the the uh the part of the nail that you would normally clip in the front is now just kind of receding on one side. Sounds like trauma. From the, from the nail bed. Yeah, it sounds like some type of trauma. If you're not sure, why don't you have go to your local podiatrist and have them get a sample of that nail and see what it is. Okay. It still but could be would, some type of infection. Just, you wouldn't clip it back or anything? I mean, you can. It's not going to hurt anything. But And it's not just fungus. Sometimes you can get a bacteria infection in the nail. 
Um, you can have different types of fungus, including yeast, that can occur and cause problems with the nail. Okay. All right. Thanks very much. You're welcome. There you go. I know what he's talking about, like sometimes, in it, but I, you know, I do a lot of jumping and stuff, right. so I assume that's when. That's why I asked about did he was mm-hmm. he a runner, but he's saying he's not. So, well, I mean, and there are lots of different things I guess that people can do if they lead active lifestyles that can still result in trauma, and you know, it depends if you get if you get the sweaty feet. Um, and other other kinds of things, you can also have problems, like you mentioned, with with fungus and and other things. So, um, so I think it's really important for people to kind of be concerned about their overall nail health. The sweaty feet. All right, we're going to stay on the phone lines. They sweat. There are glands. <laughs> there are glands down there. We're going to talk to uh, George, who's calling us from Dr. Owen's home state of Alabama. Hey, George. Mm-hmm. George. Good morning, ladies. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for my call. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm curious. I have a hammer toe. Okay. And it moves to another toe. And as of late, I've been getting some awful cramps in in those toes. Um, is, it, is it because of my diet or... Is there something I can do about these hammer toes to prevent it from spreading to the rest of the foot? Okay. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, It's not because you're saying spreading. uh, It's not like a a virus where it's contagious and it goes from one to the other. Typically, hammer toes happen because of, and I'm going to use a big word, a biomechanical problem. So there's a structural Thing that's going on with the tendons that's causing the hammer toe to occur, you really need to go see a, a local podiatrist because either we could, if it's very painful, um, unfortunately you may have to have surgery to correct it, but to prevent the other toes from doing that, you may need some type of custom orthotic or insert. There's something going on in your gait, the way you're walking, that's causing that to happen. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that information. That's very helpful. You're welcome. Oh, great. Dr. Thomas, what is hammer toe? Hammer toe is a contraction, at, and you have two joints in your toe, just like in your finger, so it can happen at either joint. But typically it happens from either someone with a high arch, and they do what's called, uh, they overcompensate trying to get that foot down to the ground, so the toes are trying to help, and they end up clawing up and causing hammer toes. Or it can happen in someone that has a flat foot where they're rolling in so much. And I always tell patients it's like the body thinks it's getting ready to fall, so it overcorrects. Mm. And it tries to grip the ground to bring you back up, and that can cause hammer toes. Well, there you go, George. That's but you all can't, about your, But you walking. don't, like, pass the hammer from one to the other, but you can no. have. But, but it's the concept of your feet trying to help fix it's trying something. To help, it's trying to help in, the, in the, your gait. Hmm. All right. We just put it in the mix. All right. So let's stay on the phone lines. And we are going to talk to uh, Jimmy, who's calling us from Greenville. Hey, Jimmy. Uh, good morning. How are you? Fantastic. Great, Thank you Jimmy. for your call. Good. Good question for you. The other day, I noticed some discoloration on my greater toe on my right foot. Uh, red acceleration. I don't know if it's a nail or the skin under the nail. 
but it's not. I don't feel any pain or underneath the You don't feel any pain? It's underneath the nail? I can tell. I, I, I saw a, a nurse practitioner and she could tell if it was the nail or under the nail, and nor can I. It just looks like the coloration of the nail to me, a reddish discoloration. Okay. It could be anything as far as, does the nail itself, what color is the nail? It looks like it may be the reddish color. The nail is red? Yeah, I think it's the nail. Okay. <laughs> I can't okay, all right. Um, if it is red, typically, you know, I'm concerned that there may be blood going on underneath the nail, but you're having zero pain. But you're also, you're not able to tell me whether it's the skin or the nail. And it sounds like the nurse practitioner couldn't tell. So, you know, my favorite word today is going to be referral. Uh, so, and you say you're in Greenville? Right. Oh, who do I know? There is a podiatrist in Greenwood. Um, and there's one in, there's a new one, but I don't recall her name that's in Cleveland. Um, but I would say try to get in with the podiatrist. If not, go down 40, 49 and come to Clinton, and I can help you out. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> there you go, Jimmy. It needs All further right. investigation. Right. Go get it looked at. All right. So yeah, favorite? What, what if it's just the nail? Then? What if it's the nail? What? I, it still needs to be looked at, even if it's, quote, unquote, just the nail. Okay. Okay. All right. It's all part of the foot. There you go. Thank you, Jimmy. Favorite word for today for Dr. Stephanie's referral. My favorite word today is hammer. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So we're going to stay in Greenville and talk to Eric, who's Jimmy's friend. Hey, Eric. Uh (laughs) What color is your nail, Eric? My nail's uh, color seem to be clear. So there there you go. (laughs) So what's your question? Okay, so I've been in the military the last 21 years, and part of that is wearing uh, these very uncomfortable boots. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed a pain in my uh, left big toe, and I've noticed that, um, like, when I wear sandals, they start to wear only on the front part of the sandal. So I, I don't know if that's from uh, trying to constantly keep balance, like being on boats for the last 21 years, or, or what. But I have a dulling pain on my big left toe, and I went to my doctor, and they just said, looks fine to me but it's been bothering me for three years and uh, i guess that's too long to wait and i think you're going to say go get a referral oh, <laughs> um, you are learning and i'm going to say hammer oh i have a couple no, no, no. of questions don't, she's a gynecologist okay have, don't listen to that eric i have a couple of questions there you said that the you're having pain and is it in one toe or both no it's just on my left foot my left big toe can you tell if it's near the nail or it's further down the joint? It's like in the middle of my toe. It's I imagine in the that's the joint. Okay, okay. All right. Did they get an x-ray? No, like literally she just looked at my foot, like what's fine to me, and then that was that. So, okay. And that was here uh, in Mississippi. Okay. In Greenville? Yeah. Okay. You definitely need to get an x-ray taken to just see what's going on in the joint. Um, and okay. I don't know if you have another health care provider in the area you can go to. Um, I do. I, I guess I can just be more persistent on just saying, no, I want a referral. So. 
I think that's the right thing to do. But you definitely need to get an x-ray. Let's take a look at that joint and see what's going on. Yeah, Eric, you deserve that. You said it's been bugging you for three years? Yes. Um, I mean, I just kind of live with it. But the only time the relief goes away is when I, like, keep my heel up where it's not touching the floor or anything. Oh. Um, well, Dr. Dr. Thomas, if there's something I've learned, it's that foot pain is not normal, especially if it lasts more than like two weeks, right? I mean, two, two weeks, weeks is, is kind the of magic a thing. thing. Yeah, if it's if it's still lagging around, you need to talk to someone. Yeah, Eric, you're way overdue. People, okay, dis- right people discount <laughs> foot pain, you know? Like, if you were having that pain in your elbow or something, I feel like people will get an x-ray. But it seems like foot pain gets discounted. Um, no love for the feet, right? Well, I think people just kind of feel like you recognize you spend so much time on them that you think that they won't like that they just kind of like it's wear normal wear and tear right like oh well i'm on them all the time so they probably hurt a little bit because i'm on them all the time i mean a lot of patients do self diagnose or brush it off uh, i think foot pain and back pain we mm-hmm. make excuses um my favorite is when patients tell me they worked on concrete and i'll say i think everyone walks on concrete that is true you're not special and but so, they, might, they might be special now. Don't get mean. No, oh, I mean, but you're not special. Not meaning in Not mean special way. to be able you to need, excuse your pain. Oh, okay. I was God, just, I was, I was getting kind of freaked <laughs> out, you know. Like, we're all She's special like, now, Dr. Thomas. Okay. We're going to talk to Rachel, who's calling us from Eupora. Hey, Rachel. Hey. What's your question? So, mm-hmm. I have uh, two planters warts on my left foot which have been there for decades. I have had to have them uh, removed at least three times. I now have diabetes. I'm almost 70 years old. As a diabetic, uh, would you recommend surgery again or just leave them alone? They They don't cause pain. If they don't hurt, whether you were diabetic or not, if I wouldn't even remove them, especially if you've had them removed three times. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, I Rachel. You too. Uh-huh. Well, Rachel brings up a, re- a really important point about diabetics and foot care, right? Folks who have diabetes mm-hmm. and being cautious about cutting into something on your foot, right? Um, and it's, it's not just, quote unquote, being a diabetic. It's mm-hmm. an uncontrolled diabetic. Being gotcha. a diabetic doesn't mean you can't get anything done or you can't do anything. It's just the matter of, and that's with any surgical procedure. If you're an uncontrolled diabetic, um, I don't think anyone wants to cut on you unless they have to because then you'll have problems healing. Well, and I think the other part is just recognizing that foot care is part of your diabetic care. Um, a lot of times I think people think about going to see the eye doctor, um, but but a lot of times they might miss um, going and having somebody routinely look at their feet, examine their feet. And the other thing is pay attention to what your feet are telling you. So, yeah. um, you know, if you have a, a sore or something on your foot that doesn't heal, um, numbness, burning, tingling in your feet, like all of those things um, can be very much related to your diabetes and and are a big concern. So a lot of times paying attention to those things and making sure that you are um, relaying that information to a healthcare provider is also really important. One thing that, um, you know, sometimes as healthcare providers, we get tired of 
Medicare or other insurance carriers telling us how to practice. But one of the things that Medicare has uh, implemented uh, to the family physicians is that they get a foot exam every year. It doesn't have to be by podiatrist. It's just a matter of looking. You know, and I tell patients, take your socks off when you get an exam, mm-hmm. just so it forces them to look. Uh, another thing, especially with being a diabetic, um, the number one reason why they die is cardiovascular. And so people think about heart attacks and strokes. And one of the things I see that we all as providers have to do a better job is I'll have patients that are come in with a history of heart attack and strokes and no one bothered to look at their legs. Because if you're blocked in the heart, you're blocked in the legs. Mm, that's right. Atherosclerosis is going to be everywhere. There you go. Well, so. I mean, and it doesn't always like. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. Doesn't always have to be a podiatrist. Right. Family medicine folks. Hey, your OBGYN sometimes gets a chance to take a look at your feet too. So, because um, there have been plenty of times when I I've leave been my socks able. On. When, I always tell them take them off. Take off your socks. We have little socks on the stirrups so that people don't have to keep their socks on. And it encourages people to take off their socks. And that way you get a chance to, to look at their feet, especially if they have a history of um, hypertensive disease, if they have a history of diabetes or something else like that, any other kind of vascular disease. Um, it's, you know, that can be it can be picked up by it anybody just up. by taking the time to look. Absolutely. No, I like being cozy. All right. Gwen is calling us from Macon, Mississippi. Hey, Gwen. Yeah, hey, how are you? Fantastic. I love your vibe. What's going on? Okay, thank you for taking my call. My call, my husband was headed out of town, and he said, hey, they're talking about feet. You need to get on. Okay. Thank <laughs> thank him for us. <laughs> I've been a runner for years, and about my mid I had Walker instead. I usually run Walker out three to five miles, five to six days a week. So about a month ago, I've had some swelling in my right lower ankle with some serious pain and uh, in the ankle and in my foot. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm thinking that the ankle can affect the, the feet as well. But um, I also, I do have flat feet. I also have a tall bed that I jump out of every morning when I hit the floor. My husband seems to think that that has something to do with it. But I did see an orthopedic doctor and she x-rayed it. And she had me to wear, she's having me to wear a boot for about a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, the foot and ankle feels a little bit better, but it's, I still get this nagging aching there in my in my ankle and my foot. I'm in that deal at night, you know, usually for the, for the, probably a little bit of inflammation and swelling. And it usually feels better by morning. And uh, I won't even tell you about my grandma's recipe that I have used also because I don't want anybody to think I'm crazy. I'm, but, sure, I'm uh, sure it involves Vicks Vaporub. I bet you it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> We're surprised. Your grandma is special. Uh, don't let Dr. Thomas Look, tell you otherwise. You Let's go back to the ankle pain. <laughs> um Where in the ankle is it exactly? Is it the front part of the ankle, the side? Where is it? It's on the inside of my right ankle, lower ankle. It's on the inside. And you mentioned you have really flat feet? I have really flat feet. Okay. There's a uh, condition called posterior tibial dysfunction, which there's a tendon that connects underneath your foot and it goes around the that part of your ankle. Um, and a lot of times somebody with a flat foot, especially with the activity you were doing, you may have irritated the the boot you're wearing is the right thing. But if you're still having pain with the boot um, 
What color is the boot? Is it gray or black? It's gray. So you're pumping it up like you're supposed to. Pumping it up to make sure it's fitting properly. Okay. If you're still having pain with the boot, you need to call the ortho back. And I hate to give you some bad news. You may have to get in the cast. That means there's still movement. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Now, now, also, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, when that's done, you're going to, it sounds like you need some, uh, maybe some orthotics to help stabilize that foot. So as you go back to your exercise regimen, you don't re injure it. Okay. Now, my husband's in the background now. Okay. Medial side pain. He's a nurse anesthetist. So oh, he's, he's telling me medial. Okay. Tell him thank you. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> But, yes, that's still where that posterior tibial tendon runs. So I have a feeling with you and that flat foot, um, in terms of jumping out of the bed, tell them to buy you a little step stool so you don't jump out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Gwen, thank you for your call. You're kind of breaking up. We're going to stay on the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Andrew, who's calling us from Vicksburg. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Kim, I have two questions. Uh, first one for my wife. She is a type 2 diabetic. And her, the heels of her feet have these, get like, really rough, like, deep mm-hmm. grooves in them. Yes. Uh, what can she do for that? Okay. Typically, if I see that, and I don't know how controlled she is, one of the concerns I'm... Uh, uncontrolled, uncontrolled. Uncontrolled, okay. She may have something called autonomic neuropathy. We're going to throw some new words out today. And most people think of neuropathy, they think of the sensory neuropathy, tingling and burning and that type of thing. But with autonomic neuropathy, what happens is your sweat glands and your feet stop working and you get these dry, cracked, what we call heel fissures. She definitely needs to get that addressed because they can crack and split open, get infected, and cause major problems. So a lot of times... um, there's a medicated cream I can give her, but she's going to have to control her blood glucose. So that's, um, yeah. And she, uh, what she does, she'll soak, soak her feet and, like, take a razor and shave them down. Okay, smoothly. all of that is incorrect. You're in Vicksburg. I want you to take I-20 and come to my <laughs> office. Bring her, Put her in the back seat. <laughs> kidnap her. I was just going to say, please don't tie her. Do just not get at it with the razor. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, the no, no. That's a naughty no. Okay, okay. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, and he had a second question. I, oh, yes. Another question. On my feet, on the side of my big toes, I, is that called a bunion? It's like a really rough. You got like a callus that's forming on the yeah. side? Okay. Yes, yes, ma'am. Well, that's coming because either you're wearing a shoe that's too narrow in the toe box or you're pronating or rolling in when you walk. So I don't know which one is doing it. Um, Without me seeing it, because I don't know what type of foot you have, it's hard for me to make a recommendation. I don't want you using your wife's razor. Oh, no, no. Okay, I don't want that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Hide the razor. Yeah, I don't want that. Um, I mean, you can use it like a pumice stone or something just to file it down, but the callus is definitely telling me that it's the way you're walking. And sometimes some shoe gear can correct it. And sometimes you'll need something else. It sounds like both of you need to see someone. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Andrew. Okay. Let's keep going. We're going to talk to Georgia, who's calling us from Jackson. Hey, Georgia. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for taking my call. When I was about 23 years of age, my podiatrist told me no $2 shoes. But things change. I went for 20 decades. I didn't know that I had to walk. I had on, about, that was about 20, 25 years later. I, and I had to walk 
that didn't have to, but there was a march. So we walked a distance. Now that I'm barely over 21, of course, <laughs> but now that the top of my foot, where the bone is, like that little slight incline uh-huh. on both feet, mm-hmm. is, I can't tie a shoe. Uh, I, I, a laced up shoe, I can't lace it up properly. Okay. To tie it because of the circulation. It, it, it pains me. Okay. Well, it's not your circulation. I hear you diagnosing yourself, so take that one out. That's not it. It sounds like you have a high arch, most likely, um, and yeah. people with high arches, just depending on what you wore, and it didn't have to be a $2 shoe because there are $200 shoes that are not worth anything. So people mm-hmm. with high arches, it's hard to find a shoe for you. There's not a lot of shoemakers that think about your foot type. And that would mean that you end up get a lot of movement in that what we call the mid-tarsal joint, which causes osteoarthritis in the joint. And it sounds like that's what's going on. But there's tendons that run across it. So somehow those tendons have gotten inflamed. If you get rid of the inflammation, you'll probably be able to lace your shoes again. Oh. Yeah. So I need to come to you to get rid of the inflammation? You need to see someone. Um, X-ray is going to be first, but then most likely it's going to be tendonitis that's happened. And if you can get rid of that, you'll probably be okay. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Georgia from Jackson. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Give us a call. The phone lines are finally open. So if you've been waiting to call in and talk to Dr. Thomas, now is your time. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Oh my goodness, this is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. It is unfair that we are having this much fun on the shoe we show. We always do. We look forward on to the, the foot show. show. Foot shoe show, shoe gear. Foot. Yes, all of that. All of that. All right, it Dr. Unfair. Dr. Michelle Owens, my co-host, she's a gynecologist and a I maternal am. fetal medicine expert. And I'm Dr. Allie Brown. I am a pathologist. And we both have feet. We've each got two. We're lucky enough. Indeed. I am so glad. Indeed. Uh, they're not feet without issues, you know. Our Touché. feet our feet have seen, you know, a couple years of life. Don't worry, Mom, I'm not gonna tell the story. Dr. Owens just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Dr. Owens. Thank you. Thank you so much. So uh, I turned look. I turned 23 just like Georgia. <laughs> You're holding steady at 23. I've been holding 23 for a minute now. <laughs> We're going to leave that alone. <laughs> Dr. Thomas, is there such a thing as someone who has uh, frequently or not, at least not infrequently, experienced fractures in their feet slash ankles and were told that they have fragile bones, especially the calcaneus bone. Have you seen such a thing? Is that a thing? A fragile bone? Like a fragile calcane, a fragile heel bone. No. Can someone do a bone density scan and see if they have osteoporosis, maybe? That's right. This is a young man, so unlikely, but... Unless he's been on steroids. Uh, chronic steroids. hmm And this patient now says his feet are cold, like he doesn't have circulation, like he 
has something going on, has been in a boot. Now, do you see people who have been in a boot who feel like their feet got cold? Has he had an injury? Yes. He needs to get checked for RSD, reflex sympathetic dystrophy. Oh, what is that? That can be a very serious condition. He needs to be referred to pain management Mm. ASAP. Oh, okay. Um, It starts out with just pain, and then you start, you end up having the blood flow, the nerves, everything stop functioning. So it can cause a permanent deformity and disability of that foot. So how do you make that diagnosis? What what do they typically do? You can do a bone scan okay. to see it, um, but the the fact that it's cold now. Mm-hmm. It's concerning? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's cold outside, but cold no, feet. he needs to. Cold in the boot. All right. Better All right. to be safe than sorry. Get that checked out. Yes. Indeed. Phone lines are up again, guys. One eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Alan is calling us from Raymond. Hey, Alan. Oh, good morning. Oh, uh, thank you, ladies, uh, doctors. I love all these shows, but um, I just want to confirm. Um, I have like uh, my right foot. I've noticed that I've had like a narrow foot, but. Um, Apparently, there might be a a Taylor bunny on the right hand side, the little toe sticking out a little bit. Okay. And well, I was a mailman. I did a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, it doesn't bother me so much. Well, since well, I retired. Congrats. Came down to Mississippi. <laughs> you can tell by my accent. <laughs> and the doctor said. Um, I should wear a white shoe always. I guess that's the only thing I should do. No operation. I mean, are you having pain? Uh, no, no, no. The only time I have pain if I walk like miles. I mean, okay, miles. And I don't do that anymore. Well, if you're, not, if, you're not, if you're not having any pain, sir, the white shoe is the same information I would give you. So I think that's that was good advice. Oh, okay. So... Uh, the, don't buy no more. <laughs> Only buy white shoes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I just want to check with that. Hey, I would have the operation if it, so I could just wear any shoe. But well, you don't want to have surgery just so you can wear a shoe. I wouldn't want to. You know, we don't want that. That's that becomes more of a cosmetic issue. Okay. After having you know my knees done because of a copper tunnel <laughs> and the wrist and the ankle, left ankle. Oh. I had the left ankle cleaned out, like the arthroscopic, uh, like my knees, both knees. Mm-hmm. Arthroscopic mm-hmm. surgery, knees. yes. Will that be like my knees? They eventually wore out, and I had them have them replaced. The ankle joint replacements are not as simple. We haven't gotten as sharp. Um, we haven't gotten as good with the ankle joint as we had the knee because it, it's a little more complicated. The only time you would get a complete ankle implant or something like that, you would have to have pretty significant amount of pain or uh, dysfunction, meaning pain when you walk. So hopefully not. Most of the time you clean uh, it out, that should take care of it. Oh, yeah, there was a piece of broken ligament, the doctor. It took ah. three or four doctors before they, this one finally said, oh, I, I see exactly what it is, checking x-rays. But I don't know. Maybe they didn't even want to bother. <laughs> It was, like you say, not that significant. Well, but, no, we're not going to say it's not significant, but the ankle joint is a little more complicated. And but so, not special. No. Oh, no, but special. I, it probably won't go bad like my knees because it's not expensive, and I'm not 
And you're not on well, you like you were, so absolutely. I would just do the wise, supportive shoe, and you should be fine, sir. Oh, okay. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you, Alan. Okie dokie. John is calling us from Gulfport. Hey, John. Hello. Good morning. What's your question? Good morning. Uh, several years ago, I had a toenail fungus on my big toe, okay. and I had it treat. I had it treated. The, the, the toenail came off, mm-hmm. and I had it. I had it treated, and it, and it grew back, except for one little splinter on the side of the toe goes back, and it's not connected to the toenail. Okay. What caused? Uh, I, I assume that you may have not gotten rid of all of the fungus. That's what it sounds like. Well, the fungus is gone. I mean, the toenail is perfectly clear and good. It's been so for, you know, but you have several a, years But now. you have a, a what's, you said a splinter? Well, it's like a, it's the whole toenail is back except for on the corner of the front of the toenail. It grows, a piece grows out separate from the toenail itself. You still may have some fungus that's underneath the nail plate, what's called the nail bed. That's what would be my concern, that you may still have something there. Have you followed back up just to see, have someone look at it and see? No, I haven't. uh, I would would do that. I say there's no problem with the nail at all whatsoever, except for that one piece that grows back. It's not connected to the nail. Right. Again, underneath the nail. But you're talking about the nail plate. I'm talking about underneath the nail. There may be some fungus there that's causing that nail to do that. So it's not the fact that uh, when the nail came off, a small portion of it was still in the toe and it's growing back separate from the main No, the nail doesn't operate that way. It starts from below the cuticle area and it comes all at one time. It doesn't grow in pieces. The nail doesn't do that. Well, what I do when this when this piece grows out by itself, I take a pair of pliers and pull it out. And take a pull pair of out, pliers, right? And I pull this piece of nail out, and it's got like a quarter inch uh, root on it, sort of. Okay. It's kind of like a, uh, um, I guess, a cartilage or something like that. It's about a quarter inch long. Yeah, it, it it definitely sounds like you probably still have some infection in the nail bed. Um, you're not pulling out cartilage, so the, the cartilage is not. Yeah, we don't want to do that. And I'm kind of concerned that you're using pliers, but that's a that may be another show. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I want you to too. Yeah, let let's go have someone look and let them get a sample of that nail and really see what it is. Because you're making a lot of assumptions of what you think it is, and I want you to let someone let someone else look at it and take a sample of it, and we can uh, do a pathology report yeah. uh, and do you know you've been hearing with COVID PCR tests, and it can tell us a little of everything about that nail. Okay. All right. No more pliers. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, John. Put your toolbox up. All right. Terry is calling us from Clark County. Hey, Terry. Hammers in the toolbox. Yes, I'm. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, them home remedies can be tough. <laughs> With the pliers, for sure. Well, uh, yeah, I read, uh, I saw in a yeah, late Charles newspaper on the back page and stuff where uh, two elderly women and one shot the other one for drinking the last beer, but I read on down to a next one where a lady drank uh, 
fifth of vodka and took a 410 shotgun and shot her corn off of her foot. Oh, that's extreme. Is that oh a, is that gosh. a treatment that you have seen in the medical literature, yeah. Dr. Thomas? And you, yeah, and you thinking about the flyers, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I was calling about, yeah, I'm 62 and quite a few years ago and stuff, I had a bunch of red blood dots come up on the bottom end of my feet. Have you ever saw that? D- is Are they still there? No, they went away uh, after a little while. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was red dots and stuff that come little like mumps or something. Was it just on one foot, or was it on your hands too? Or no, uh, it was just on the bottom of my feet and stuff of that nature. They, uh, but it went away and it's never come back. uh, that could have been anything. I don't know if you got in contact with something and had a some type of contact dermatitis or if you had some type of fungal infection. Um, uh, possibly nerves. No, not nerves. The nerves aren't going to do that. That sounds like more of a, a skin condition that happened. And it sounds like your immune system is great because you got rid of it yourself. Yeah, it went away. uh but, uh, yeah, on my big toe, on the outer side and stuff, uh, corn that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd take my pocket knife like the fella. Oh, <laughs> we got uh, razor blades, pocket knife, and pliers happening. But no Vicks Vapor Rub. No one's using it. Okay. Terry. What about a 410 shotgun? Well, no, don't. So, so no. So, just, and, yeah. Uh, that's a little bit, yeah. Got more problems than that corn if you're with, doing that. With the pocket knife um, remedies but uh yeah i usually uh whittle them off i wear hunting boots and stuff i've been wearing them for quite a long time but the ironic part about it is yeah uh, i could keep seeing a like a little ball or something once i shaved it off and i finally got my little uh yeah, John's pliers and stuff, and I got a hoofed of it one day, and I snatched it out. It was the size of BB, and it had a root on it, and, yeah. All right, there's a lot to unpack here. All right, what's he doing, Dr. Thomas, and he, what's he finding in there? He has, and I'm going to use layman's term, a deep-seated corn that he's digging out. Um oh. I always tease patients when they say they pulled a root, and I always say we're not plants, so there's no roots. However, that is really close to your bone. You don't have fat on your toes. And if you're not careful, you can end up going too far, causing another problem. If you're getting a corn on a regular basis, if your shoe is wide enough, your toe may be contracted or a hammer toe, and that can be corrected with surgery where that joint is removed and you're not pulling out your knife and your other tools. Look, this was a great call to end on, I'll tell you. Guys, please let a trained medical professional, if, if there's digging that needs to happen, all digging should be done by a trained medical professional. When the toolbox Do comes out, it's time to call Absolutely. the doctor. Call the doctor. Call the doctor. Yes. Thank you so much for coming today. Always a pleasure. Always Thank a pleasure. I learn something every time. This was so great. Yeah. Such a fun time. We're Stamping out disease and saving lives by telling people to do things in a safe and sanitary manner. If you're going to be digging in your body, do it safely and sanitarily with a trained medical professional, please. Yes, NPR's Here and Now is next on MPB Think Radio. Y'all be safe.